Well, hello and welcome to A Fistful of Truth. I am your host, Delara Essengill, and this is my uncontrolled and very censored podcast. You can find this podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, and many more platforms all listed on the Anchor.fm portal. You can also find me on my blog and articles related to the special three triple, excuse me, four part triple decode at DelaraEssengill.blog. DelaraEssengill.blog, thank you to the 46,000 plus followers following the blog. Please kindly join them and enter your email address so you can get notifications of new blog articles because the censorship is through the roof, through the roof. You can also find all of this information in one convenient location, my new website. A Fistful of Truth.com features the latest podcasts, blog posts, and much more, all in one convenient location. I want to thank everybody who listens to the podcast and reads the blog articles, writes to me. Thank you so much. I want to also take the time to thank everybody who shares this podcast. Without you sharing this podcast, without you sharing this information, it gets buried, folks, and I cannot do it myself. So I rely on the listeners, you, to take and copy and paste this link, post it somewhere. Please kindly share it as there is no other way to get a fistful of truth out there because the censorship is real. You guys know it. You guys have heard it. If what we were saying here is not valuable, it wouldn't be censored. And that's the truth of it. So in the meantime, for those of you that are listening, this is the fourth part of the triple decode that started off in Prescott, Arizona, at the Trump rally. Moved, um, we moved into the speech in Tampa, Florida at the uh, Turning Point USA Student Summit. And then we went to Washington, D.C. This is where we are today in the part of this decode where uh, POTUS spoke at the uh, America First Association. So this is the final part of this decode. You can expect another decode coming up. That'll be a double decode. And that'll feature Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Rally, and CPAC. So that will be one big episode. And it will, hopefully, maybe it might be two parts, but it'll be one up, one uh, one feature. It'll be a double decode. You can expect the last part of this decode, which is part four today here with Snackanon. There will be an article posted at DelaraEssengill.blog sometime in the next couple days that'll follow up on this uh, decode so that you can reference links, articles, and so forth. But make sure you check out the other articles and make sure if you're tuning in for the first time or if you haven't heard part one, part two, part three, please go back and listen to part one. Realize that the audio might be messed with. And in the meantime, all I can say is really enjoy the show. Um... I also want to really quickly thank everybody who chooses to work with me from Soma Vedic to OP2 Labs, as well as uh, brief interruption there, folks. Uh, please thank you for um, understanding that there are these slight breaks that are going to happen in this podcast due to the uh, recording issues that are going on, but we get through it. So thank you again to OP2 Labs, um, the Navy SEALs who uh, invented the most amazing collagen that um, I take daily. There's a link in a um, podcast description. You can get 10% off. 
and I will be doing a Health Matters on um, OP2 Labs because I'm about to order a bunch of collagen for myself because September is emergency preparedness month and I could frankly live off this stuff as did these Navy SEALs and they replaced a lot of their MREs when they were out in the fields of uh, their missions, their various missions. You can read more about it. It's an amazing Patriot company. The link provided in the podcast description, as well as Soma Vedic, a 5G protection device for your home, your workplace, protects you, your family, your loved ones, your pets, mitigates the effects of 5G frequencies and RFs, EMFs, and other harmful, invisible, the invisible enemy, invisible rays that affect us, folks, even your computer, your phone, all sorts of things microwaves, your routers, these things all uh, mitigate our health, excuse me, they actually are, affect our health, but the five, um, 5G protection device, the Soma Vedic mitigates the effects of these frequencies. And I have one in my home, mine is the Vedic, it provides for better sleep and it actually increases the uh, quality of your, of your blood flow. So check out all of the information that's presented in the podcast description. You can go to their site and check out all of the studies they've done. You can also check out um, Mission Darkness Faraday bags. I have one I pop my phone into. And you can also um, check out the other products they have that protect your devices as well as uh, yourself. They've got hats, blankets, all sorts of stuff. And you can check out Hemp Therapies. That is the uh, CBD oil with uh, black cumin seed oil. You can check that out also. Half off your first order. Take advantage of it while it's still going on. And these are all located in the podcast description. So thank you for listening to all of that. And um, are you ready for part four? Because I am. This is the last and final part of the Triple Decode. We are now in Washington, D.C. with POTUS. This was on July 26th. And we're wrapping it up. And it's all making sense because some stuff's been going on at the Mar-a-Lago today. And snacking on snacking and waiting probably hopefully he saved some snacks for me this time but he's he's right here he's waiting and we're gonna go into this decode now so like i said enjoy the show have a lot of crumbs going on here there's crumbs everywhere it's a uh it's a cookie very crumbly cookie indeed a pecan sandy sandy yeah yeah pecan sandy yeah pretty good it looks really good mm-hmm. too bad there's only one i want half a cookie <laughs> no no you can have your snack snacking on there's a snacking on brings these snacks and there's usually just like one and they're like the most amazing snacks and by the time I even get to look at it, like I see the last piece just go into your mouth. <laughs> but I guess that's where you get your name, huh? <laughs> How you doing? I'm here. I'll take that. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm uh, trying to keep people calm. As you know, there's been a lot of uh, stuff going on. Oh boy. Uh, we're not going to be going into it too much tonight, but we do have to address it before we finish this three uh, triple decode, right? We're on number four, part four tonight. Uh, yeah, in uh, D.C. In D.C.? Yes. At the America First Conference. But before we start, I want to first of all thank everybody who has been writing us. Uh, both Snackanon and myself have been uh, 
reviewing the comments that come in. Hmm. We are overwhelmed with um, and, and humbled by all of your comments and also intrigued by a lot of what you guys had to say. So thank you for those of you who wrote in with uh, your observations and the, uh, the kind comments and how um, you guys are enjoying this, the amount of work we've been doing here, but it is our pleasure and we are very happy to hear from you all. You want to say it's something? really nice. And thank you all for the com compliments that uh, you've written to, to us both. Uh, really appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you to the group of Anons that um, have stuck together through this movement, all of you patriots out there. And, um, you know, it has been hard at times. I almost think like the dark winter was almost last winter, although I'm afraid we have some other stuff coming up here. And that's going to be because there is a show going on today. You know, there was the FBI raid into uh, POTUS's Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago, yes. But can we please remind everybody that, uh, there's an article I posted on my blog in December 2020, anticipating what was going to happen in the inauguration and who was going to be announced after the whole uh, election fiasco. And this is just a show you must show them. So don't uh, buy into any kind of other narrative and realize that whatever is happening is all staged, right? He's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. So anyway, um, it's all part of the show and it's, there's a lot to be said about that, but we have to get through this last part, part four tonight. So you can expect snacking on and I to be here once this decode is done. And once the next two, which is going to be a double decode um, is done. And we'll go over the cities real quick before we start here. For those of you just tuning in again, or for the first time, and once that's done, we will be here daily going over what's going on. And if we need to, we will leave messages for all the listeners out there um, with a daily podcast to just keep you going and interrupt the regular programming here on A Fistful of Truth. How do you feel about that? <laughs> so in the meantime, just to recap, this is a triple part decode. This is part four of the triple decode. It started in Prescott, Arizona at the Prescott, Arizona Trump rally. It moved to Florida, moved on to Florida. We did that last time. That was loaded. It was at the Turning Point USA Student uh, Association Summit where POTUS spoke in Tampa, Florida. So that's been covered, has a lot of booms in it. And um, I'm sorry, that was the third part. So the first two parts were the Prescott, Arizona rally. And then we moved into the Florida. The Tampa. Tampa. And now we're going to be going over the DC America first. So if you haven't heard the first three parts to this four part series, I know this sounds confusing, but it's a triple decode with four parts to it. We're on part four. So if you're missing one, two or three, go back and listen to those one, two or three. And all of that information of where it can be found is in the intro that you just heard to this podcast. So thank you for listening to my reminder. All right, Red deep breath, ready? Yeah. 7-26-22 is when this took place. America First Policy Institute, America First Association in D.C. This was the speech by President Trump. So. Now, his when he uh, came out during the music, uh, he seemed a little bit upset, maybe, or like, like his eyes. Yeah. A little sad, sad, concerned, concerned and a little pissed while he was just holding there. Yeah. A little, he was really upset. 
but then uh, he got on the mic and they were chanting USA, USA, and uh, he went uh, went into character. <laughs> I also noticed something um, before you made that observation. Yes. When we were watching it together, because we watched it separately and then we watched it together again. Um, the video that oh, they yeah. showed at the beginning was really interesting because one thing I noticed was they showed a lot of the DS players in the video. Oh, the montage. Yeah. The montage. Mm -hmm. And they never showed Obama's face. They showed everybody else's face, but only the back of B.O.'s nasty ass head was the only thing that we saw. We never saw Obama's face. And I thought that was really, really interesting because Everything is symbolism in this and symbolism obviously will be their downfall, but mm -hmm. maybe we have some news that's going to be coming up. And as the events are unfolding, there's something else that was said in the beginning of this, uh, this speech that he gave. And I'll let you start off. And when we get to that, it's going to be right after, uh, right after this right here. Um, he said something that was so interesting that I think might have to do with what we saw today in the news and why we only saw the back of B.O.'s head. So POTUS started off with um, how USA, the USA was on its knees. On its knees. How there was a 9.1. In 49 years, 9.1%. Inflation. Yes. I still think that 9.1 is pointing to September 1st. And uh, if we go back 49 years, we're going back to uh, FDR. Mm -hmm. FDR has talked, was talked about um, extensively last time, and we are going to uh, probably touch on it again lightly this time. He called us a beggar nation, right? Yes. What else did he say? Uh, basically, uh, let's see. He talked about economic and social attack on our civilization, uh, a new, and then he pointed to Newt Gingrich, who was there in the audience. Yes. There's someone else he pointed to a whole bunch, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, and he said, not since the Civil War um, has, has there been this kind of uh, inflation. Not this week in terms of prestige and relative economics and respect yes. since the so, Civil War. He said something really interesting, and I stopped at the video or the speech at that point. And he said, we gather here today. And he started that off. We gather here today. And the first thing that came to me was a eulogy. Ah. A standard eulogy is we gather here today to pay our respects or... Um, we gather here today to join people in holy matrimony. <laughs> so, I mean, it was like one or the other, but it was almost like because he was so sad, as you noted at the beginning of the speech, yes. that he was giving some kind of a, of a eulogy. I mean, it just wouldn't leave my head. And I think it might just be goodbye to a, you know, an old system. It may not be, not that the old system was good, but I think he knows kind of what's coming up. And um, it's going to be hard to do this podcast today without talking a little bit about what's currently going on, because um, there's just going to be some things that tie in. Mm -hmm. So I might add some stuff that's currently going on. I think part of POTUS's sadness was that not a lot of people have been paying attention. 
They haven't been staying up on the information and my people shall perish for they reject knowledge. Okay. So people that are going to get lost and they're not listening and they're not tuning in, they're going to start freaking out when they see these events unfold because they just haven't been paying attention. So, um, I think that was part of his sadness, honestly, Yeah. the lack of knowledge that people have rejected on many levels, even Patriots. Yeah. So too much TV influence. Yeah. There, people are still leaving on the TV going, well, I'm not paying attention to it, but I still have it on. Mm-hmm. It's only in the background. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. All right. So we're not talking to those people. We're talking to people that are tuned in here to a fistful of truth. Now, POTUS went on to say there's a tremendous amount to be done. He keeps talking about rebuilding, reconstruction. Who was president when there was reconstruction going on, the period of reconstruction? FDR. Reviving our economy to liberating our energy and to restoring our standing in the world. Core priorities. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number one is public safety. So we went on to this whole thing about public safety, but... You guys, he keeps telling us we have a lot of rebuilding to do because this cabal takedown, you know, it's like we're taking down nests, infestation, um, invasion, and the dangerous, sinister, evil, sick people within our country that he keeps, you know, the vicious criminals, everybody that he keeps referring to, the invisible enemy. Even if these people get put away, indicted, locked up, and, uh, you know, punished and meet their destiny which they all will, we are going to have a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. It's not just going to be like, you know, kumbaya on the streets. It's going to be a lot of hard work, just like how the hardworking um, Americans, our ancestors, um, our families came here to this country. And in some of you that are listening, some of you who came here to this country and patriots around the world that may not even be in the United States, in your own countries for your own freedom, we are all struggling for our freedom. So there's going to be a lot of rebuilding to do is what POTUS is saying throughout this speech. Yeah. He's getting us ready. Yeah. Democrat run cities, huh? Well, we have a lot to go over here, so (laughs) let's do it. Um, Number one, public safety. So public safety was emphasized. Mm -hmm. He listed a bunch of things we need to do. He went number one, number two. There were some numbers that I missed. I think he might've skipped over some numbers without saying the number, but he did discuss all the topics. Um, Democrat-run cities, he was talking about how criminals are uh, running free and the streets are riddled with needles and uh, soaked with blood of their victims. You know, when he said soaked with blood, he and the streets were soaked with blood, yeah, the concrete, Semex, Carlos Slim. Mm-hmm. We know about all this, the HRC deal they made. How do you get rid of a body? They've killed so many people in the slave trade in the human trafficking trade, okay? In the in the raping and pillaging of children. We're not going to get into the darker stuff. How do you get rid of the bodies? What do you do with the blood? Do you guys know about what they did with the blood? A lot of us Anons discussed this before we got taken off of Twitter. A lot of people knew about Semex. You could have put in the hashtag in Twitter Semex and it was all coming up. Now it's all gone. But they were putting blood in the cement of victims. The war zones, the literal war zones, every day there are stabbings, rapes, murders, violent assaults of every kind imaginable. Bloody turf wars rage without mercy. There you go. Bloody again. He kept using that word blood. He used New York, Chicago, and L.A. when he talked about the war zones. Yes. Drugged out lunatics attacking victims at random, break uh, 
smashing into stores, mm-hmm. uh, walking out with other. Then he goes into he went into homeless encampments are are taking have taken over. Yep. Um, in in every park, uh, every patch of green space in urban centers. Yep. And they dangerously derange roam our streets with impunity. Can you say that again? Dangerously deranged roam our streets. The dangerously deranged. Do you guys realize how much dangerously deranged is out there? Have you noticed in your own neighborhoods, in your own communities, people acting completely nutso? And it's only going to get worse. Now, we know why. We're not going to go into why. We've, I've been writing about it for a year. We've all been talking about it. Blood, death, suffering. Those are Protus's words. He said blood, death, and suffering on a scale once unthinkable. Right? Mm-hmm. He said it has to stop. It has to stop. Blood. Uh, he mentioned blood three times. Yeah, murder is up uh, 51% in the country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he has to show them, right? I, I have a feeling they're going to let it get worse by him disappearing suddenly due to this FBI raid. It's just to show them. It's going to get worse because, you know, they. I have to just, I have to talk about this tonight because it's happening. People went back to normal. He's talking about in the speech how every all the cities are going to hell. Mm-hmm. And they told them to take their masks off. They never said COVID was over. They took off their masks, okay? And now they think everything's back to normal. They hiked up the gas prices. By the way, they're going down in California. We'll talk about that. And people didn't even care. There's more people on the road than there ever was. Both of us have witnessed it. Mm-hmm. What's it going to take to show these people? It's going to have to get worse before it gets better. That's why POTUS said that things are speeding up. He was saying how we can't take much more of this. And I think they've moved up the timeline. Mm -hmm. They've moved up the timeline. And that's why we're seeing the raid today at the Mar-a-Lago. Okay, go on. Just, uh, they need an all-out effort to defeat the violent crime in America and and strongly defeat it and be tough and nasty and be, and to be mean if we have to. So Is that POTUS's words? That's his words about how to combat wow. this. And he went right into the police. Uh, first, we have to give police back their authority, resources, power, and prestige. I think, prestige. I think before he went into the police, did, did you notice how he talked about bleeding people, people bleeding to death in their bathtubs? And he gave those examples of oh. what was going on. I want to go back to that because uh-huh. it was really important. When After he talked about the blood, death, and suffering, um, I think he talked about how there was a 73-year-old man in Pennsylvania um, it was killed with a traffic cone. Somebody oh, examples of, yes. Yeah. And he said cackling. He used the word cackling. We know what that is. Uh-huh. It's witching. There's a lot of witchcraft and voodoo and dark things that this Luciferian agenda partakes in. People are bleeding to death, he said, in their own bathtubs. Wow. Okay. Now that gave me the idea of the suicides that he said was coming up. When, when the fire drill of COVID happened, this is very important. I'm glad we're doing this today instead of a few days ago, like we planned due to the censorship. Um, he said something about cold-blooded uh, murder of a landscaper. Okay, cold-blooded. There's that word again. And how there was fire set in homes, um, arson. 
and people getting struck by cars. So all of these things um, all point to uh, people growing numb to the violence and to um, they're afraid to say what needs to be said. Mm-hmm. And um, they won't be able to walk down the street is what I kept thinking. <laughs> So I know he went into the police and I I have that here too. So he did go, he did say the tough, be tough, mean and nasty. But I believe that the plan is the POTUS up to what we're talking about here and still is laying a foundation with all these stories. It's like laying a foundation in court when you go in and you have to explain what has happened. You have to give examples of what has happened. And here POTUS is laying a foundation for the, we, the people, because Enter the police. You want to talk about the police? Well, to... There's a lot of stuff help, about the police yes, here. Yeah. To help with the, uh, the those cities, um, he brought up stop and frisk and how well it works. And uh, you have to take away the guns from the criminals who shouldn't have the guns. And we need the... He said that we need the largest increase in hiring of police officers in American history and that's what this will be. And we're going to get it done. Get more police on the street than ever before, walking every beat with great respect. There should be a squad car on every corner. And if that's what it takes to stop the killing, again, I don't want to make this partisan, but every city, every single city is run by Democrats. Every single city where there's where it's in trouble, like the kind of trouble we're talking about, it's run by Democrats and the crazy policies that they put forth. And um, they need to make a change with that. And also, um, I believe he went into from there to MS-13. I'm going to go back a little bit okay. here. Um, when POTUS was talking about the police, he really just said, um, we need to allow the police to do their job. And I know a lot of uh, disappointed police officers. And uh, I myself left uh, the DA's office because I realized that we really couldn't do our job the way, and this was a long time ago for me, and it's gotten so much worse now. And if you listen to uh, Sergeant Mike Fanning here on A Fistful of Truth on the LA Non-Confidential uncontrolled narrative that Mike gave us. Um, and you listen to other officers, LEOs here. You listen to John D'Souza here with, who was with the FBI. Um, and, uh, he very brave Patriots. You listen to, uh, Jimmy Mack, a retired LEO from Philadelphia. And you listen to people, you know, our veterans like, um, George Pittman here on a fistful of truth. You really hear the frustration of these real patriots that gave up their time and lives to service our um, service, our country, our freedom, our liberty, and to maintain an order and justice and keep the peace. Nobody signs up to get into, you know, arguments and battles and war with assholes on the streets or in, in whatever position they're in, but that's what ends up happening. So I want to really briefly tell the audience, um, just go over what, POTUS means by um, stop and frisk. I mean, a lot of you guys might know this, but the definition of stop and frisk is um, when the police practice stopping a person briefly in order to search them for weapons or prohibited items. 
And there's a lot of exceptions to this rule legally. So there's all these different prongs um, or steps you need to meet in order to do this lawfully and legally. And over time, uh, the Democrats have corroded our uh, police's authority and, and these laws so that the police aren't able to do their job. So if POTUS is saying stop and frisk at every rally or last few speeches he's given, I believe he's going to reinstitute those laws and restore them when we see the restoration of the Republic. They, they almost feel like they're afraid to do their job. Yes. Yes. Like they need to get the right. respect back and just let them do their job and quit nitpicking at everything, little thing that they're doing and just let them yep. do their job. They're almost afraid to show their full potential within the law because they're they're afraid to um they're afraid to um they're afraid to use their their authority their authority and, and yeah. to do their job they're yes. afraid to do what is defined as to keeping the peace so yes. that needs to change also i wanted to add here potus's quote potus said if you're a convicted felon and you have a gun you're off the streets and you know where you go so we have a lot of that going on. We have a lot of convicted felons. We have convicted felons with guns. And uh, the message that POTUS is giving is that there's not going to be any more leeway for people to use the corruption and corrosion that has happened in our criminal justice system that has disempowered our police. He's restoring the power to the police. He's giving back them their liability shield. Okay, because that's what the big lie is. They've taken away the they've mm-hmm. taken they've taken away the, uh, the police officers are getting sued and they've taken away their their legal help. Um, I know a few people that have actually been in uh, that position and it's become just a complete shit show. Another word that POTUS used during the police speech that he started off giving uh, about restoring power to the police was he used the word pay their respects. So he started off with. I want to go back, you guys. We gather here today. And then he went to pay their respects. I'm telling you, there's something to this. And it has to do with a standard eulogy, if you look that up. So POTUS is pointing to something. And um, he also said, hold our duty. Um, Our country is going to hell. And we're going to have the largest hiring of cops in history. Okay. Mm -hmm. Trump is getting us ready for cops on every corner. That's what he's getting us ready for. We're going to see a lot of police presence all over the cities. We're going to see them, especially concentrated in the cities that have become war zones, drug zones. You guys get ready. We're going to see a lot of police officers, a lot of police officers that we've never seen before suddenly littering the streets of or protecting and keeping the peace on the streets of cities like New York, Chicago. My God, Chicago with the Daywalker, um, Lori <laughs> Daywalker. Lightfoot, yeah. God, such a hard thing to unsee for the rest of your life. Like, why did we even ever have to see that? Uh, Los Angeles the city of Los Angeles, I wouldn't expect this in the surrounding areas, but the city of LA, we're going to see this in all the cities. I mean, this is something that POTUS is emphasizing. He said the squad car on every corner. Okay. 
And I think that's uh, really, really important. I think this is really important to emphasize. And I spent a lot of time on it today because I believe it's actually uh, going to happen. Now, here is something I thought was interesting when he goes right into uh, MS-13, correct? I don't know where you're at. I might be somewhere else, but yeah. Yeah. And it's almost like he's given examples of, well, how they're going to, um, they're, they're emptying their jails into the U.S. It's like a dumping ground. Uh, We're not going to let that happen. We know where these gangs operate, what streets they control. We even know their names. We need to get in there immediately, go into every drug den, every stash house, every hideaway, and round up the dealers and killers and the gang members and charge them with any and every crime that we find. And there are a lot of them, drug crimes, sex crimes, all kinds of crimes, vicious, vicious, horrible crimes that we've really never seen before, certainly not on a scale like this. We're a war zone. To lead this effort, a joint violent crime task force composed of the Department of Justice and Department of Homeland Security should be tasked in with destroying these organizations, and the penalties should be severe. So I'm gonna we're gonna take a little break here just to make sure the recording and the audio is doing good, and we're gonna come right back. So we're back and we're talking about the um, next subject that POTUS went into was about drug dealers and how hard we have to come down on drug dealers and how each drug dealer is responsible for at least 500 people's death. And he said he believed that was more. And so do I. And he talked about drug traffickers and drug dealers would get the death penalty. And, um, he always likes to use this example now of President Xi of China when he turns to President Xi and he makes it very clear that he says, President Xi, do you do, have a drug problem? Do you have a drug problem? <laughs> and it's funny because he's asking President Xi, who we've seen in these assless chap pictures. <laughs> I don't know anybody who's wearing assless chaps and smiling at the camera in these dark, dingy clubs that doesn't have a drug problem. Um, but he turns to President Xi and says, President Xi, do you have a drug problem? And President, I like the, I like it when POTUS impersonates President Xi because he suddenly becomes Chinese POTUS. <laughs> he goes, uh, why can you do it? Uh, can you, can you, can you be President Xi and say, no, what are you talking about? What does he say? No, no, no. Why do you ask? We, why do you ask such a question? No. <laughs> he almost didn't know what I was talking about. No, no. Why? Why do you think? Um, wh- well, POTUS says, POTUS says to G. Well, what do you do? You know, when somebody's, uh, what do you do when somebody's selling drugs? Like, what do you does? Does China have a drug problem? And what does G say back to him? He says, No, no. no. Quick trial, quick trial. Meaning it goes by fast and they get the death penalty. <laughs> I can just see the total, like, you know, in Chinese culture, like everything's like fast. Okay. I've been to China. So it's like, everything is just fast. Like they want you to eat, pay and get out of the way because there's just way too many other people waiting in line. They do have a drug problem, <laughs> but they make the drugs and send them into our country. That's what he said. That's what he said. 
They have a drug problem. They're sending drugs into our country. But yeah, it's that. So 50%, right, of the fentanyl. Can we say 50% of the fentanyl um, that we're getting is coming from China, right? And the rest of it's coming from Mexico. And then, uh, yeah, they make most of it and send it through Mexico. And you know what's interesting? 50%, POTUS kept saying 50%, 50 And I'm like, there's the police reference again, 5-0, So he went on to, after quick trial, so he, you know, he emphasized giving, I think we're going to see what this means, you guys. I think we're going to see a reform of the infrastructure of the criminal justice system where we see these drug dealers. Remember what I kept talking about throughout this whole entire podcast series? You don't go for the drug peddler, the guy who's selling, you know, the eight ball on the corner. You go for the guy that's moving the kilos. Mm -hmm. So they've been going after the heads, the drug dealers, the drug traffickers. POTUS is telling us right here, quick trial, as he says. A uh, quick trial. So the next thing he goes into is he gives the example of uh, Minneapolis. What oh, happened in Minneapolis? Uh, the uh, National Guard. Yeah. Remember, we discussed and we're telling the audience that it's important to listen to the sequence in which POTUS presents the information. Mm -hmm. So after he talks about quick trial, he goes to Minneapolis and National Guard. He said, we'll use every tool to defend U.S. citizens, okay? And he talks about constitutional powers. So he mentions National Guard and constitutional powers, okay? One thing POTUS did at the beginning of his presidency was write executive orders after executive order and use his executive power to do that. Just like FDR went into office and wrote a ton of orders to help uh, you know, reconstruct our country. And what has POTUS been pointing to? And you and I have been decoding away. All those numbers. By the way, decode Osaven called and he's very jealous. Oh, yeah? Yeah. In fact, uh, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to play a little bit of that at the end of this uh, podcast because it's simply hilarious. So um, we've been talking about the USC, USC code, the United States code. Okay. POTUS literally just talked about constitutional powers. The United States code, folks. The United States Code is the United States laws. Go look it up. He's been making references to sections. We've been telling you what they are. Uh, you know, he talks about one sixteenth of a second or um, 18 seconds, one, uh, 18 USC, one, six, one sixteen or one eighth of a second. Mm -hmm. You know, how else is he going to tell us? So I believe that he's going to enact a bunch of different uh of these laws and executive orders, and we're going to see them. They're probably already enacted, but we're going to see them enforced and put into play into the public eye. And then he says something like, um, if we have a week, okay, we have uh, a week, we'll be able to go and clean out what has to be done quickly. There's that word again, quick trial, quickly, strongly, has to go very fast, he says. Yeah, if you didn't send them in, we wouldn't have a city left. The National Guard. Right. Mm -hmm. And he talks about uh, New York. He gives the example of New York first. New York. New York's going to go first, guys. Uh, because that's, that is what I'm reading Revelation. I got Revelation 18 uh, on Spiritual Sunday. You guys got to listen to this. This is coinciding like nothing else. Babylon, I believe, uh, the city where all the merchants, all the, all the stuff that has gone over in Revelation is number one, New York. Number two, 
city of LA, Hollywood, but number one, New York. So he's talking about New York, Baltimore, Maryland, DC. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he talks about the DAs and prosecutors that need investigation investigation. What have we been talking about? All these dirty AGs, all these dirty DAs, all the people that have not been empowered to do their job because it's a system of corruption. Um, so he, he says this, and I'm going to stop and let you go here, but he mm-hmm. says, when there's a finding of systematic violations of civil rights, it has to be taken care of. And he talks about the, um, he goes back to uh, law and order, you know, putting down uh, the total breakdown of law and order, but we have to reinstill it. And then he says, you have to send in the National Guard to restore order and to secure the peace. I mean, we could just end this whole podcast right here, but we're going to go on. What do you want to add to this? Is, he said that the uh, the next Congress and the next president should crack down on this insanity and crack down very, very hard and very, very quickly. And uh, isn't that interesting? Because <laughs> the next president, we we know that Trump is still president. He says, I am the president. We know he's the president. We just talked about Raisin Cane, General Cane, God bless you, General Cane, God bless you. Um, I mean, what a man, right? What a, what a general. Yeah. What a career and Record, what, yeah. yeah, what a soldier of God. And who appoints, who, who, who put General Cane in this position of associate director of the military affairs at the Pentagon working with the CIA? He's the associate. And I wonder who the uh, the one above him is. I'm not going to say. I have a good idea. I know who it is. <laughs> but we're not going to say because we're just uh, going along here. Now, Kane comes comes from a National Guard background. So you got to go read the article. We posted all this. And we please listen to the previous podcast before this about General Dan Kane. How do you do? They do that impression again. Sure. Right? That one? That's all I get is a sir. <laughs> I'm waiting for sir. Yes, sir. I can't do it. I'm not a dude. (laughs) Sir. (laughs) President. Do you need another snack? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, uh, you know, it's really interesting because right after (laughs) Lori Lightfoot, right after he goes into the uh, securing the peace with the National Guard. So, folks, what does this mean? You're going to see the National Guard. You're going to see lots of police. I bet there's going to be a lot of military disguised as police as well. So they don't freak out yeah. the crowds. I think that's, what's going to happen. We're going to see a lot of military police type personnel. Now, if we were to put a whole bunch of military on the streets, people would freak out. Right. Uh, the yeah, purple hairs. Yeah. The purple hairs. Get a bunch of uniform, uh, camel uniforms and Humvees. You would never be able to get your snacks. No. <laughs> you wouldn't even be able to get to the gas station. Wait till you go to the pump. So, he goes right into Chicago, Illinois, right? He goes into Chicago, Illinois, right after he talks about, you need to send in the National Guard to restore order and secure the peace. He's telling us what's going to happen. It's coming, folks. He talks about Afghanistan immediately. He goes to Chicago. Then he says Afghanistan. What does Chicago have to do with Afghanistan? Well, don't answer that. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he says 18 months. Okay. F-18s. He talked about F-18s as well. Oh, yeah. That number 18, 18 USC, the code, this is all related. Kane is second in charge of military affairs at the CIA right now. 
And uh, Kane has a lot of extensive uh, history in Iraq and dealing with the um, Afghanistan situation, as well as 9-11. He's a pilot of F-18, F-16s. I'm not sure which one, so please forgive me if I'm not saying it correctly. It's either F-18 or F-16s. Might be both. Um, But he says, we've tried all these different approaches but it's time to try a different approach. Now he's saying these things on the 20, uh, what, what day was it? The 26th, the 26th of July. Okay. So this was the 26th of July and you right. That's when he says the uh, next president needs to send in the national guard to the hood in Chicago. He literally says, basically. He said it again. Yeah. The next president should send in the the guard into the most dangerous neighborhoods. The hood in Chicago. So he's sending in, this he's telling you, he's telling us, he's sending in the National Guard. You guys, this is huge, 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 as he would say, huge, huge. So, are, are we getting a picture here of what's going to happen soon? Was there another city then he mentioned after that? He did talk mm-hmm. about uh, San Francisco. San Francisco, he talked about San Francisco. I lived in San Francisco for 12 plus years. And I lived in the Bay Area. I'm from the Bay Area. And um, he was talking about how this guy didn't make it home, the uh, NASCAR driver, um, from his office. And um, there's all sorts of uh, problems going on in San Francisco as far as the homeless camps go. I think it's worse in L.A., honestly. I really do because I I see both cities all the time. He did talk about, again – uh, and he went on to say, we need to take back our streets from the homeless, yes. the drug addicted, and my favorite, the dangerously deranged. Now, you guys, the dangerously deranged, people that are deranged have some mental problems going on, okay? Mm-hmm. And when they have those kinds of mental problems going on where they're so entrapped and, and, and closed into their own psychotic reality, they become a danger to others. Mm-hmm. And we are see, starting to see this happen. Okay. Sure, We're starting yeah. to see this happen. You know, I could go into crazy a, behavior, crazy yeah. behavior. Listeners, do you see any crazy behavior out there around you for snacking and I snacking on? I see crazy behavior every second, every moment, um, you know, from our various respective cities that we're from. So if you out there are seeing dangerously deranged people and behavior, first of all, get the heck away from them. Don't engage, but tell us what you're seeing because it's important that we share what each other, all of us are seeing because people don't normally walk around saying, Hey, I just saw this dangerously unless you're decoding saving and you're decoding <laughs> dangerously. So POTUS is telling us people are going to get worse. And I believe these people are people who took the mark of the beast, especially and sadly. It's true. It's true. It's it. Hey, you know what? Revelation, revelation. So, He's talking about the homeless, the mentally ill, the unhoused drug addicts. I found it interesting that he was talking about the homeless and how he's going to handle them, the amount of them. Well, you want to talk about it? Because he said he had to take back our streets, time to try a different approach. Okay. Yes. He said he needs to put them in shelters. Yes. Okay. Well, let me give an example. Uh, in my county of Santa Cruz, where I'm, I was originally from, uh, people built and pitched in to build a homeless shelter. And you had to be somebody who was, you know, obviously of sound mental mind, people who actually needed the help. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. And it took a lot of people off the streets at that time. Now, this is a different epidemic that we're talking about. So POTUS, I believe, is some, doing something twofold. One, he's offering people that are on the streets that need help a sincere way to get that help. Yes. Okay. And I think that is bravo and amazing. I think we're going to see a lot of that. That'd be great. Well, I think it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Um, we're going to see pe people who need help with drug addictions that he said he offered them to go to rehab, get them rehab help. I don't think rehab helps that much, especially in LA, but the right kind of rehabilitation and the right kind of circumstances, not these halfway houses where people are still buying drugs. Okay. Um, the mentally ill need institutions. They need to be institutionalized. That doesn't mean the tw 1920s institutions of like, you know, uh, basically treating people like animals. They need to get help in the correct institutions that we have reformed the infrastructure so they can get whatever help they need, counseling, therapy, um, whatever new technologies we're going to have to be able to deploy to these people. It's not necessarily pharma, drugs, shove them with, load them up with, you know, pain, pain pills and uh, anti-psychoactives, although in some cases medication is necessary. I believe that. Um, but in the meantime, I think we're, he's setting the stage to bring solutions to humanity. That's what we need to focus on here. But there's another side to this about the dangerously deranged. There's another side to this about yeah. the crazed and very sick, he says. He says in the cities, people are in uh, many cases crazed and very sick. And he's not talking about gang members here. He says, we have a problem. How do you handle, okay? How do you handle this? He said, looks like people are getting worse all the time. And the, the, the thing that he was focusing on is that there are, how do you handle these hundreds of thousands of people? Hundreds of thousands of people. These are the ones that took the mark of the beast. Okay. These aren't the people that were homeless before the mark of the beast. And then he says, maybe even throughout the nation, millions were, that we're talking about. Well, it is millions. Yes, it is millions. And the only way to remove millions is to open up large parcels of land in the outer reaches of the cities, bring medical professionals, including doctors, psychiatrists, psychologists, drug rehab specialists. Build permanent bathrooms and other facilities. Um, but he wants to do it quicker than like uh, because of him being in real estate that it'll take a long time to build houses and housing. So he said hard and fast, hard and fast. Another quick, quick, the quick trial, the quick, everything, thousands of quality tents, which can be done in one day. Now, before he goes into this and before we talk about these tents, um, he said it takes a long time to build houses and facilities and to take care of them. And he also says that um, right now they were trying to use hotels but the cost to use these hotels and contain um, people from these homeless situations, because we know about this, they did this in Los Angeles and so forth, um, is not possible. And he said, we need to get rid of the people on the streets, uh, take them off the streets, not get rid of them, but take them off the streets and get rid of the homeless problem that mm -hmm. way by removing people and taking them to uh, whether it's a shelter, an institution to get a rehab, whatever it is. And he said, it's all over. He goes, we need, who are these others? He said, 
uh, oh, excuse me, those are my notes. He said, we need to remove people off the streets, homeless. And he goes, and others. <laughs> the others is the zombies, guys. It's the people that are dangerously deranged. It's the people that are screaming at you uh, for not having a mask on your child and suffocating your child. And they're freaking out, putting three masks on their child and the child can't breathe. Okay. This is the reality we're facing. This is the reality you are facing. There's story after story of all of us who refuse to take the mark of the beast. Okay. That have been getting terrorized by these people. It's the same people that threw shit at us when they saw a MAGA hat on. It's the same people who are deny in denial and they just don't want their reality disturbed. Well, guess what? Buttercups. No more triggering. <laughs> well, their triggering yeah. is about to get boom, boom, boomed and click, click, clicked. Yeah. So I can't wait. We're all just waiting for these people to wake the, not even wake the F up. We're just, we're just waiting for them to get bitch slapped with reality. That's what they need. They need a good bitch slapping of reality because at some point, you know, it's like when you're, when, you know, when you have a problem child and the kid is just not listening to you because you're sitting down reasoning with him, but he's, at some point you just need to, you, you need when to let him, you, huh? yeah, you, you need to let him have it. <laughs> Whatever that means, you need to let him effing have it so that he learns the lesson, right? I don't say get violent with your kid. That's not what I'm saying, but you need to teach him a lesson in order for him to learn. These people need to be taught a lesson. Do you guys all agree? I agree. Don't want them to turn into a little asshole, you know? Well, yeah. <laughs> we're filled. It's a nation of assholes. <laughs> so, you know, Team America all the way. <laughs> durka, durka. <laughs> I won't go to the next part. Um, the tense. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about what's really coming because people need to hear this. Um, it's not easy to hear. And, you know, it's, it's something that the wrong people take the wrong way, but these listeners, our listeners aren't going to take, uh, aren't going to take this the wrong way. As POTUS says, uh, these people that he's talking about, we need to get them back into the mainstream of society. I believe these are the people in the matrix that he's talking about. Okay. He goes, I want to take care of the people because nothing can be as bad as what's happening to them right now. These are so loaded. These words, folks, you know what that means? What's happening to them right now is that they're getting hurt by what they've chosen to do to themselves. Unfortunately, and they don't yeah. even know it. That's why Jesus told us, forgive them father for they know not what they do. Um, and we, of course we forgive them. And of course we have compassion. My God, we see people every day. We're like, you know, I go to my doctor's office or I go to my, I used to go to my veterinarian or I, I mean, I go to these different places and I see these people that have done this to keep their job. And, you know, there's some people that did it because they hate Trump. <laughs> yeah. But um, nothing's as bad as what's happening to them and they don't even know it. So he says he's going to take care of them. What did I say some time ago? I said, we, the people are the cure. Yes. And Montana Sky bought up these uh, juice centers. You guys, I know I can't say a lot of these plasma centers. I think there's, I'm just going to say it, the plasma centers. I think there's going to be, uh, we'll talk about this again. We'll talk about this again with Montana Sky, but I think there's going to be a lot of uh, compassion once this is oh, all said mobile, and done. Mobile, uh, that the mobile yeah, plasma. Yeah, yeah. I think we, the people are the cure is we are the cure for them. And that's going to mean a lot more than this podcast can handle tonight. But you can check out that article called we, the people are the cure. And that'll give you an idea of what we're talking about. 
All right. So the tents, um, what are going to happen to these tents? These tents are kind of like the FEMA style uh, tents and camps maybe, but they're not FEMA and maybe FEMA has been taken over. I believe, I believe FEMA is going to, I believe everything is working for POTUS in this country right now. And um, we're watching the rollout of it, but I believe that these tents, he said they're going to have permanent bathrooms. Yeah. Permanent bath bathrooms <laughs> and other facilities. So they're going to be there for a while. So they're going to have to, they're not porta potties. Right. Right. So they're probably going to build around these facilities and again, these facilities will have multi-purposes, but guys, they're going to be taking people out of the cities. The people that are dangerously deranged, harmful to others, people that need drug help, people that need uh, housing help, people that need institutional uh, help, the mentally ill, people that need help for um, just homelessness. And if necessary, any appropriate, he said jail. He said that. He said, if these people, if some of these people uh, is, is necessary and appropriate, they will go to jail because there are some criminals out there as well. Not every homeless person is a criminal by, by and far. A lot of them just need help and compassion and care, honestly. But there's a lot of criminals out there too. And they criminalize other homeless people. You know what the rape is amongst homeless people? Mm. It's horrific, horrific. And no one should be subject to that. I don't care if you're homeless or not, Okay. There's only 10 commandments, but society's having trouble following one of them. You know, they can't even get it straight. So these tents, guys, expect uh, expect to see the military, the National Guard, police. We're going to see them come into the cities and we're going to see them help remove those that need to be removed, those that need to get help, and those that need to go to jail. Hasta la vista. Or they could get a second chance and come back to society. Yes, of course. Yes. And that's that's for that's, everybody. Yeah, it's for, for everybody. everyone. Yes. You know what? You go to the hospital, you I get think... a second chance to come back. Yes. It's true. I've been there. Turn you yourself go, around. Yeah, you go, yeah. you get your wrist slapped as a kid. You steal something. You, you go to juvie. Right. Okay. Or you go as an adult, you a drunk driving, or maybe you got into a bar fight, something happens. Maybe God forbid something worse happens. You always get a second chance unless you're just a diehard criminal. POTUS is going to be cleaning up the streets, guys. That's what I see here. Do you want to take a little break since we're almost at a 25 here? Sure. Back? All right. So we're talking about we're talking about cities and the National Guard. We're talking about the tents. And um, you, why don't you read what POTUS said? Now the media will go out and say, "Oh, Trump wants to build tents." No, no, I want to take care of the people because nothing could be as bad as what's happening to them right now. Mm -hmm. And at the same time. I want to save our cities because you're going to have a time when nobody will be here anymore. Nobody will come here. Nobody will come to New York, Chicago, LA, or any of our cities to build millions of units of housing or hold homeless people in luxury hotels, which of course takes a fortune for the government and have no medical or rehab professionals available. So the answer is, we're going we're gonna to see, yeah, the answer is tense, but outside, we're going to see, uh, he says, we have to save our cities. And he says, you're going to what you just said, you're going to have a time when nobody will be here anymore. That key right there, 
means the cities are going to be empty, not completely empty like some, you know, movie, but they're going to be empty as because a lot of people, like we were just talking in the break. Uh, I just looking at maybe Peru's stats and if it's like seven out of 10 took the took mark the mark of the beast in the cities in the cities and uh, that's it's around where, there it's around that number so go figure if about 80 percent in the cities yeah so you empty out 80 percent of the city and what do you got 20 percent left okay now um when he says you're gonna have a time when nobody will be in the cities anymore here anymore that means you're gonna have a time there's gonna be a period of time and a lot of those people will be uh, rehabbed and sent back. And he's making he's making uh, these um, he's making these references to uh, these sending people back and basically um, getting them back to their lives throughout the speech before he made this statement. And he's referencing these cities in order: New York, Chicago, Los Angeles. Any cities, he says. He's basically giving us a breakdown of exactly what's going to happen. Um, and he talks about mental health reform. And they're going crazy. Mm -hmm. He literally says, mm -hmm. they are going crazy. And, you know, it was right after this part mm -hmm. where he says they are, they are um, going crazy going crazy. And it is interesting. He uh, mentioned Vanderbilt blue ribbon committees and Vanderbilt before this, but we're not going to, we're not going to go there. Um, that's a whole other Pandora's box of crap, but you know, he wants to make it safer. He keeps talking about wanting to make it safer and they are going crazy. We, you know, please check out the article so I don't have to talk about it here and have this podcast censored more than it is. Um, called the parasitic invasion and do your blank homework on the uh, on the blog and what's really in the blank please go check that out uh, the blank begins with the uh, letter that is between t after tu and then uh, blank w so <laughs> between u and w the that letter is the as the blank so do your blank homework um, and what's really in the blank so you can understand why he says they're going crazy because it's affecting their brain and those that are off their rocker a little bit are completely off their rocker and they're dangerously deranged you guys this is going to be really important because you're going to see a lot more crazy okay if you think you're seeing crazy now <laughs> wait till it's like october november or december just yeah. wait Anything you'd like to add? Right after he talks about this, Snacky goes right into the Second Amendment. Ah. Now, you think that's a coincidence? He's talking about dangerously deranged freak shows. And then he talks about, we need to make it safer. 2A, restore the Second Amendment, the right to self-defense. Okay? And he goes into the bodega assault. He goes into all sorts of different uh, st stories. He talks about um, concealed carry and reciprocity, which Dean Washington on the new series, uh, the right to bear arms. Please listen to that on, on this podcast. You guys were covering a lot of this. And then he, um, and then he goes into uh, 
We don't have time to wait to do this. And, you know, it's really weird. He talks about puberty blockers and uh, the 116th and the 18th and the 38 numbers come up again. What did we say those were? Those are the USC codes. Yes. Female genital mutilation. Why don't you take over? Well, it's basically then he goes from those codes and the female genital genital mutilation into the swimming story but the guy the girl the girl girl that we later see in the uh latest uh speech that he gave or that was at the rally uh yes a cpac we we met her at cpac yeah the The swimmer girl the really cute swimmer girl who's very girly and and walked up on the stage he goes into the story about her again right after he talks about these crazies the tents he goes really quickly into concealed carry 2A reciprocity. Reciprocity is when you have um, your concealed carry permit in one state and you travel to another state and that state recognizes your right to carry uh, concealed in that state too. So we're going to see this nationwide. He's going to arm the right citizens and take away the guns of those that don't need to have them. That's very important. The criminals and the bad guys don't need to have guns because they don't even have their guns legally. So if you don't have them legally, he's gonna take them away because that's where all the gang activity and all this stuff's going on. Now, why is he talking about concealed carry and the right to carry reciprocity before he goes into this, you know, US 18, USC 38, 116? Why? Why the wingspan story? Why? Why? Because, well, go ahead with the thing and I'll, I'll go into it. Go ahead. Because he talks about, he says something different about the wingspan. Uh, just from hearing it so many times, uh, she looked over and saw, sees her friends down there and she looks at this guy. He's massive. And Trump always does the, uh, the arms. He's got a wingspan. He's got arms that are 30 feet long. A wingspan of 30 feet. Yeah, that was new. That was new. And that was really important. And I think that has something to do with the fighter jets, the F-18s, the F-16s that he's talking about with Kane when he tells the story about flying into Iraq. Uh, I believe that because uh, Kane is a pilot Mm -hmm. and he was involved with the National Guard and the uh, pilots during the um, 9-11 attacks. And I think he's mentioning this 30-foot wingspan because remember he said, can't you fly some things over the city and <laughs> show them, oh, the scare them, scare them. And he's talking about Iraq. He's actually talking about cities in, in America. He wants to know if, we, if people would be scared if things were flying over. And that's not going to work on these people. Because if they're dangerously deranged and they're using knives and killing people and attacking people, because this is what the gangs are doing, guys. This is what these crazy MS-13 gangs and all these criminals on the street are doing. You can't reason with them. So they are going to have to remove them off the streets. Obviously, there's not an air raid going on. That's not going to work. So I think that's what this might refer to. I'm just saying, because it talks about wind too. Now, wind and wingspan, 30 feet. I mean, unless we got some pterodactyls that are huge flying in the sky, (laughs) which, you know, at this point, okay, if we see Godzilla, if we see Godzilla at this point, I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) Would you? I'd see him. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if we see God. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm just saying it's just everything's so strange that God knows what could happen next, you know, and with God, anything is possible, but please know Godzilla. So 
the story comes right into the 200 and, uh, 218 pounds for the weightlifter, right? The weightlifter? Uh, yeah. And it was interesting. He, um, the guy that came to beat the girl, uh, his name, Alice. The name was Alice. Alice. And yes. what is Alice? Alice in Wonderland. And uh, we know what Alice in Wonderland is. And we also know, you know, the rabbit hole. We also know Alice and Alice was a uh, HRC uh, references to made to Saudi, the Saudis, oh. where there's a lot of child trafficking and um, kids being trafficked. And it's completely normal to have, you know, sex with a 10 year old in Saudi or in some parts of the Saudi Ugh. culture, wow. which is insanity. Um, pedophilia is rampant in that part of the world, but we found that it's rampant now everywhere. Okay. No one's immune from this sick, sinister disease because pedophilia is a disease. Pedophiles are never rehabilitated. Okay. They never get better. You can rehabilitate somebody in prison who, uh, who's gone to prison, uh, for, for murder, uh, for assault, for battery, for drugs, uh, for drunk driving, for, for all sorts of stuff. People can change, mm -hmm. but guess who never changes? The friggin' pedophiles. Pedos. Yeah. They never friggin' change, and they never. That's why they have to be kept in protective custody, PC. Oh. Uh huh. Because when they get into the prison, guess what? They're somebody's bitch, and usually somebody's gonna take them out. So you know what I say? Take away the protective custody, let them loose into the prison system, and let them have at it. Have all of them, all of them, and give them lots of soap. <laughs> lots of soap and no clothes anyway i got a lot of plans for these guys but not not up to me it's it's up to god it's up to god to judge them and the wrath is his and not ours anyway um potus does say something really interesting before he talks about and i want to highlight that he says uh before he talks about the sports mm -hmm. and the alice in wonderland and before he talks about asking lebron, LeBron. if he wants to be a woman mm -hmm. <laughs> he does say we don't have time to wait to do this, which you guys, this plan has been sped up. The gas prices in California snacking on, they've gone down. Yeah. You've noticed too. Yeah. We, we went from like $7 a gallon to all of a sudden $5 a gallon in the last few weeks, which means the gas is the marker folks. When the gas starts going down, back down, we're getting closer to the actual plan going in, uh, into the next phase, which is what we're seeing with the Mar-a-Lago invasion and this setting the stage even further. I um, saw it at 5.09. I thought it was like getting a deal. <laughs> I know. Isn't it sad that we're excited? Oh my God, it's only 5.09 a gallon. Yeah. That's pathetic. That's yeah. how, but see, this is what communism, socialism, and these isms do. These dark isms, Luciferianism is really what's at the base of all this. This Baphomet agenda, this is what it does. It gets you used to not having so that when they give you something, do you know what this is really similar to? I'm going to take a really brief aside here. Sure. One of the first cases I was introduced to was a, a case called when I was working in the DA's office, my very, very young years, when I very first entered, I was assigned to a prosecutor in the special victims unit as a young kid. And this person had uh, tried a case called The Girl in the Box. There's a book written about it um, called Perfect Victim. Wow. And I got to review this case and it was kind of like my learning curve. And it was one of the darkest friggin' things you're ever going to see. Like horror movies like Seven are made of this shit. 
But anyway, um, the girl was basically trafficked and kept in a box underneath this guy's bed and subject to all these Luciferian and dark um, tortures. And years later, they let this girl go. She was like hitchhiking. They picked her up, <clears throat> this couple in Northern California. This is really real, folks. I'm telling you a real story, okay? You guys are going to hear a lot more of this. So if this is disturbing to you, it's been disturbing to me for years, but we're about to get really disturbed, so get used to it. This girl was trafficked and kept underneath a bed, and when they let her go, she came back to her captor. And the reason I'm telling uh, this story is, the reason I'm telling the story is, We got cut off there. The reason I'm telling the story is slowly they took away all uh, sensory, sensory deprivation. They took away everything from this girl, even her right to walk or go to the bathroom on her own. And this is an extreme, sick, dark story, an example of something that really happened. And the moment they started giving her her rights back very slowly, they started giving her food very slowly water very slowly where she would beg for it. And she was so appreciative that she would do anything to get the next thing. This is called perfect victim. Wow. This is exactly the same tactics. These dark, I don't like to use the word Democrats. These there's Republicans and Democrats. I don't like it. that people use that term only, but of course the whole democratic party leaders are part of this dark agenda. And it involves the Marxism communism that Sergeant Mike Fanning talks about in LA non-confidential and how it was used to infiltrate and destroy the foundations of uh, our belief in almighty father God at the end of the day, the disconnection from God and spirit is what they want so they can control everybody. And that's what the mark of the beast is allowing them to do. So when we're seeing uh, the gas prices, and we're getting excited. <laughs> I know it's a crazy yeah. example to give, but that's just the beginning of what they were going to do to us. Take away the food, take away the healthcare. And then they slowly start giving, imagine the amount of torture and, and sadism we'd be living under if it wasn't for Donald J. Trump and the brave men and women that are working with him. And all of you patriots out there listening and following the truth and speaking and standing with truth. It's so important right now. Discernment, too, is very important right now. And to listen to POTUS is very important right now. It would have been a whole different other world. A whole different other world. So I really wanted to just interject that little piece of, I don't know, it just it moved me to say something because it's really important. I mean, you were sitting here decoding and talking about these, you know, what he's saying, because it's very important. But the most important thing to remember is that we're fighting for our freedom. You know, all these different types of messages that we're getting is about our freedom. And that's the goal. Mm -hmm. God bless Donald Trump. But let's keep going. <laughs> Thank you for letting me interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> so where were we at? We, we were right after the we LeBron doing sports and just how Michael Jordan. He said some good things about Michael Jordan, didn't he? Uh, I like Mike, I think. Yeah, because Michael Jordan isn't one of them. Uh, Michael Jordan didn't want to. Uh, is not a LeBron. Let's just put it that way. But he did talk about somebody a lot. He mentioned this person a lot right after that. Oh, 
Kelly Ann. Uh huh. Yeah. Kelly Man. Kelly. Yeah. I call her Kelly Man. I um, <laughs> throughout the speech, uh, he would look at her and called her name out. I counted it nine nine times. Yeah. I think you're right. Nine times. Nine he, times. He called out Kellyanne Conway nine times. This is crazy, right, Kellyanne? I see my Kellyanne. I love Kellyanne. I love Kellyanne. <laughs> yeah. in, in those ways, but he did it nine times. That's probably a record for focusing on one person in the audience, I think. Just People, an observation. <laughs> you know, it, it, you got to keep your friends uh, close and your enemies closer. Mm -hmm. And POTUS is a master of, of doing this. And he's teaching us, he's showing us uh, by telling us nine times, hey, Kellyanne, how you doing? Yep. Disinformation, he said. Did you want to add anything to Kellyanne? No, no, no. You sure? Nine times is enough. <laughs> <laughs> Disinformation, he said. He went into January 6th. He said, they say stuff. And think you're going to believe it. Do you know who he's talking about, guys? He's talking about shill formation. Because who are the people uh, that are tuned into the shills? The people that are seeking information are tuned into the shills because the shills infested and infiltrated this movement from the very beginning. They're still here. <laughs> They're still giving me shit, but that's okay because I'll be standing and I'll be laughing at the end of all of this mm -hmm. with POTUS and all the patriots that are uh, holding the line. You know, they thought you would follow those stars, right? Um, disinformation is very, uh, it's, there's going to be a big domino coming, a big one, a big snowball is coming and there's nothing that's going to stop it. Nothing can stop what is coming, right? Um, he went into a bunch of different interesting numbers again. He talked about TiVo. TiVo, remember that? The wonders of TiVo. I, I turned it back to to hear it again because I couldn't believe it. And it was about um, the, the January 6th. And um, what did he say? He said, uh, it was like, yeah, it was about Russia, Russia, Russia. This, this, it went from this information. You know, I'm going to hold back. I have some information on TiVo um, because I actually worked. <laughs> it's so bizarre. When I had my marketing company, we ran a major promotion for TiVo nationwide. Uh -huh. And I happened to know some of the people that were behind TiVo that happened to be behind some financial stuff. Now I'm going to leave it at that. I don't want to go into it tonight. Um, 141 countries. He loves that number of illegals coming in from everywhere. Well, yeah. Once in a while, it's 141. Sometimes it's 129. Interesting, huh? Yeah. Trump was right. Where's Patty Fitzmichael? He says it the best. <laughs> Trump was right. I see like the, the kilt, you know, when he's saying that and the torch. Um, people are going to cause problems for us, he said. Now, he mentioned one dime, didn't he? When we regain, when we regain the majority, we need to use the purse strings to prohibit even one dime from being spent to implement uh, Joe. And one dime is... FDR, FDR, the New Deal. Remember how he says the new, the Green New Deal, but he's talking about the New Deal. And um, what was FDR's, you know, uh, major role after the Industrial Revolution? 1933 to 1945 on November 5th, FDR won a third term. On November 5th, 1940. Now, POTUS mentions 1940 in his speech previously. The uh, previous yeah, the, the black and white with the yes. bombers and everything. Yes. 
And on November 5th, 1940, FDR won a third term, uh, unprecedented. And it would be barred by a constitutional amendment a decade later, of course. But um, man, they act fast, don't they? They pass all these laws to protect themselves. When are the primaries this year? Uh, or when are the, um, excuse me, when, when is the election this year in, on the 5th? Is it on the 5th? Do we know? In no, November? In November? I'm yeah, going to look probably it, around there. Well, I'm going to look it up. I oh, I see. Yeah. I'm going to look it up while you're, while you're going here. Um, the 2024 campaign, he said. Remember, he talked about that, how he won the first term, he won the second term, and now he's going to have to win it again. We have to do a great job in 2024. I think we will. It's interesting. When I campaigned in 16, the border was a big deal. I talked about it constantly, and I won. Then in 2020, I couldn't talk about the border. Uh, November 8th, by the way. It's November 8th, yeah. yeah. Um, he used the word opalescence, which I thought was interesting. And he talked about um, a windshield wiper, how they could make it good for a hundred years. And um, I have some theories on that too, but in the interest of time, I'm going to Oh, wait. how the w windshield wiper yes. will last one year. Yes, yeah. yes. He talked about that. And um, let's keep going here. I don't think there's that much more. Well, there is. There is actually. There's a bit more to this. Um, the top 10 things from Mexico, he went into that 28,000 soldiers and um, how he asked for eight other things. And there was 10 things. So he was kind of going waffling between these other things that he asked about. And he talks a lot about um, paper and then the cars being made in Mexico. Do you have anything on that that you want to add? Because we've talked about this before. I don't want to go in to the whole remain in Mexico. Um, and the original wall was done because we've talked about how yeah, the wall was a, done. The 28,000 right. troops. And so we everything. can kind of skip over the yeah, things we've the talked same. about. A lot of the stuff. Now, he did say um, there are people poisoning our country. What okay. they're doing to this country, they're poisoning our country. They're poisoning our country. And that, I think, has a lot to do with the food. I don't eat the food. I, I don't throw the food. I eat the food, which could be a problem. Remember, we mm -hmm. talked about that, too. So, you know, just there's all sorts of references to poisons and toxins and bad shit in the food, which we know about. But it's stuff that he's basically telling us. And, you know, he uses that word to move on from this uh, nest. And I always think of Chud. I can't, you know, I just, I, I can't stop thinking of Chud, even though it's a, it's a horribly made eighties movie, but, um, he said a gun is too quick. They use knives. And he said a 16 year old cut the skin off. Right. Remember he was talking uh, about They took this. two 16 year old girls. Yeah. Cutting the skin off, um, using knives. And he said, these are not as bad as the hell's angels. Right. Uh, the Hells Angels are the nicest people in the world by comparison. Yes. And you know what's so funny is I, I think that gangs and gangs oppose other gangs. That's the whole purpose of having a gang. Right. You've got your own turf. You've got your own, you know, you've got your own orale going on. All right. Uh -huh. <laughs> They've got their own territories, their own drug trades, their own trafficking. Now, gang versus gang. Right. Okay, and these are there's all sorts of gangs, Chinese gangs. You know, we know the Bloods, the Crips. We know yes. the different Latin gangs. I mean, there's gangs of all sorts. That this huge criminal organization is one big gang. I think that there are deals that have been made, not with gangs, but with those who the law enforcement who is probably utilizing uh, the best of their ability to 
manipulate the gang situation at this time. And that's why I think he's saying the hell's angels are really nice compared to these gangs. So that uh. people understand how really bad these people really are and what's being done to, to handle them. Um, of course, you know, we're, they're not going to go into all that and that's law enforcement's job, not, not for us to know, but he does talk about Honduras, Guatemala, and El Salvador, where a lot of these gangs that I'm talking about that oppose each other. Okay. They're, they're not all working together on some level. They might be, but not on all levels. So POTUS says, you know, take them back. He goes into that 750 million again, the 700. Oh, stopping the payment. payments. Uh, right. And then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll take them all back. <laughs> right. And, um, you know, we've talked about this before, but he said something interesting about um, China. He said, how, remember how he said, they said there was lots of people dropping dead in the streets of China. All right. Yes. They said there was. So there you go. They said he's telling us about the lies and he's going into uh, uh, once again, he said the National Guard. The, sir. Yes, sir. Right. The National Guard can be used to help find and remove illegals. Illegals. ICE. ICE. What else? Border ICE, Patrol. Border Patrol and police. So police is always bought up. Mm -hmm. Now that tells me the police will be working with our military. End of story. Um, he does bring up Kate's law about the girl that was shot in San Francisco at the pier. And he does talk about um, women and children a lot, which is, you know, a lot of the special victims cases. And he talks about, you know, gives the different types of the, the 10 year old kid in Ohio, you know, the dumping of the young men in garbage cans. He goes, this is just the beginning. He's setting us up to what's coming for the city's folks. And he may hit right after Kate Steinle mentioned the 28,000 Mexican soldiers again. And uh, they're a little tougher than that, but they're, they're ultimately not tougher because we have the greatest military in the world. And, you know, we got rid of ISIS, great people, great soldiers. We have the greatest in the world, but they have to also be allowed to do their job. Correct. A lot of the stuff that he went over next, we've talked about before. So let's just run down it. Mm -hmm. The Iran, um, Iran, he says, I ran and then I ran a second time. And then, you know, I, I might have to do it again. And he won. He was much stronger. Than, so, you know, he uses the word Iran, but he also talks about Iran and the whole. He said thing. Iran like Iran three times. Right. Yes. Um, he talks about abolishing all COVID mandates and lockdowns once things are back to our, our not normal, but our state of normalcy that we should be in, which is always changing. And then rehire every patriot who is fired from the military with an apology. He did talk about the IRS being gone, finally. Oh, yeah? Yes. And, um, you know, Real Raw News was talking about that. And um, I think we're going to see when he talked about giving veterans their back pay. Ah. I think that we're going to see a credit from the IRS to the American people who are law-abiding citizens. And they don't have any other outstanding, you know, tax issues or other issues or uh, court issues or so forth going uh -huh. on. I think we are going to see this tax credit coming to Americans. Not now. Don't get excited, folks. We've got a lot of time to go through. But he did say uh, Washington will be an entirely different place. And um, I think that's that's a key, key to uh, what we can expect of D.C. 
DC is not going to be the same again. I think when he says it's going to be a different place, I think our capital will be relocated. I do believe that in some shape or form and way. Um, energy independence, maximizing gas and oil, $1.87, the gasoline. We know what that is. Check out the article we just posted. And uh, he talked about giving the president more power. Don't take uh, away the tariff power from the president, he said, right? Um holding China accountable, targeting Chinese espionage. We know there was a lot of uh, Chinese spies. Oh my God, what was that one girl? <laughs> what was that one girl? Um, With Eric uh, That guy. Small. Yeah, what was that one Chinese hooker? I mean, she was like the worst looking hooker too. Oh, Fang Fang. Fang Fang. I mean, she, she, I was like, man, Fang Fang is like, I, I don't want to, I don't care if I'm PC. This is the most un-PC friggin' podcast ever. <laughs> Fang Fang didn't even look like she could give me a pedicure. And I'm like, this girl's a friggin' hooker. This girl's a hooker. And all these guys were all over Fang Fang. I'm serious. Why are you so quiet? No, no, no. Are you thinking of Fang Fang giving you a pedicure? Eric was in love. Well, Eric was in love, but I'm thinking, <laughs> I mean, when I looked at Fang Fang, I was expecting some hot spy ninja Oh, yeah, yeah. I was expecting, or just some, you know, very, very, like, you know, like, scarlet letterish, or like, you know, some kind of like kill bill. She wouldn't be in the, the Spy Who Loved Me remake, basically. She know. wouldn't no. even made it off the casting couch no, or, the, no. or the B rate porn. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I yeah, just, no. I've never seen anything like her. Plain Jane, huh? Not even plain yeah. Jane. I was like, where did they find this girl? There's so many better looking hookers out there, but they find she was pictured with a lot of uh, people, a lot of a lot of U.S. people (laughs) holding China accountable, target Chinese espionage. You know, I mean, we have been so infiltrated by China. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It's just something else. Students, they send over as spies. You guys realize what's going on? Infiltration instead of invasion. All right. That's why she looks like that because she doesn't stand out. I just answered my own question. She doesn't stand out. That's what it is. All right. Prohibition to come in. You have to work. He says POTUS. And he goes into the same day voting. He talks about that. He uses that word snuff again, snuff, menacing forces, vicious people. And then I love this. He keeps saying it. A friend of mine. You want to talk about this friend of his again? (laughs) He keeps saying it. It's important that he keeps saying it every single time. He brings it up and he mentions it every time after since since he's bought it up. So this friend of his says he's the most persecuted person. And I believe believe it's true. Yeah, he uh, looked towards Kellyanne too when he asked. (laughs) (laughs) This is probably like the uh, sixth time he mentioned her name. He did. He did. And he likes to talk about, you know, the $85 billion to the Taliban, the biggest tax cuts uh, he had. And now we have the biggest tax hikes, January 6th, Schiff, Watermelon Head. He loves talking about Watermelon Head and crying Kinzinger. He's uh, quite the unattractive man. He's talking to Kellyanne at this time as well. I know. <laughs> it's amazing. He's looking at well, He's not a stupid person, an evil person, a sick person, in my opinion. Only a sick, evil a very bad human being, basically, uh, with a watermelon head. He did call him Nancy crazy again because we know she's gonna she is crazy and they're gonna out they're gonna bring out her crazy even more. 
you know, he always talks about the biggest threat being the sick, sinister and evil people within our country. But it's very important that this time when he said they're damage you in any form. Okay. They want to damage me. They, they want to damage you in any form, but they really want to damage me so I can no longer go back to work for you. And that's what's going to happen. And I don't think, and I, excuse me, excuse me. And I don't think that's going to happen. Basically, he's telling them. So he brings up Nixon. Nixon. (laughs) Which is going to be really important in our later decode. So stay tuned for that. And he said Nixon only had one impeachment. And he said, um, the friend of his asked him, how do you take it? And he says, do I have a choice? So, you know, we love you, Donald Trump. We love you uh, like none other. And, you know, you do take a lot of heat for we the people. You didn't have to take this job. Thank you very much. Thank you is not even enough. We don't, you know, you know what, when it's time to call us to duty and the people need to step up and help you rebuild this country, we are here and we are, we are already here. We are standing behind you. We are holding the line. We will never give up. We will never surrender. We will never, ever give in ever. And we will make America great again. I wish we could just end it right there, but we have a couple of things to go through. (laughs) Um, he, He said this, this is really important. I revealed something, he said, Donald Trump said, I revealed something people just didn't know. We have to save our country. You know what we didn't know? All this shit. We didn't know all this stuff. Cannibal gate, tranny gate, inversion gate, LeBron gate. We didn't know this, all this stuff, the children, the Epstein, the Disney, the Gislaine, the submarines, the tunnels, the boring. Mm -hmm. Do you know this rabbit hole is endless? The museums, the mausoleums. Never ends. What Mike Fanning saw, the 9-11, the, I mean, we, we didn't know this stuff. We're learning this stuff. God bless Donald Trump. Planted a flag on the moon. I thought that was interesting that we planted a flag on the moon, that society has established things that we never thought we were going to do. The 1872 stock market. We know about that. We know about that. We wrote about that in a few articles ago. Um, He did mention the Green New Deal. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of references to, yeah, the Green New Deal, the stupidity of the left, but he's talking about the FDR a lot and how he's actually in office three terms, only other president guys. And more, and more li- right before the green new deal, the more liquid gold under our feet. Yep. More liquid again. gold under our feet. I, I, yep. Thank you for bringing that up mm-hmm. again. Um, Ukraine. He talked about the Ukraine and he also talked about how Taiwan is next. And China and Taiwan is next yeah. after Ukraine. And he did bring up Iran building nukes and uh, Ch- China the military building, um, which was leveled and is going on that is dangerous, the level of, excuse me, level of military, being, which is dangerous. And he talked about respect, right? And he talked about outlapping China, okay, outlapping China and outdistancing China. They thought they were going to be, be the biggest economy in 2018, 2019 at the latest Yes. They weren't even close because we were outdistant we were outdistancing something that is that they never thought could happen. You know, he said he chose this word and he said we will choose revival. And he's talking about revival, res, um, resurgence, and he said 
we're getting ready for a comeback. And you know, I've heard a lot that California is going to be the revival state. And I believe that number 38 also refers to what I've been hearing is 38 million votes stolen in California. So if they reveal voter fraud in California, folks, it's over. Most populated state. It's over. Renewal, revival, recovery, resurgence, and in the end, a nation that is more exceptional than it ever was before. I believe we can do that. You know what I just found? What's that? Your snack. <laughs> Pretty good, huh? This is really good. <laughs> I'm so glad I found this. I'll bring more next time. Oh, I'm sure you will, but you'll all be eaten by the time you get here. <laughs> is that it for today? Uh, yeah, it's basically... Uh, it just says it will make America stronger, safer, freer, greater, more glorious than ever before. And um, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. It's a great honor. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it's a great honor to be here with you, Snackanon, and it's a great honor by the grace of Almighty Father God to get to leave, live these times. Yeah. Isn't it? It's a grace. It really is. Um, you know, a lot of people think this is difficult. This is not difficult. This is not nearly as difficult as it could be. I believe the White Hats have done an exceptional job of keeping we the people um, shielded as much as possible and as needed so that we can continue living our lives in the guise of what we were thinking was freedom. But really what we're going to be seeing is real freedom instead of the slavery that we've been under and I want to take this time. I know I've complained to you white hats before out there. If you're listening, I know you are listening because everybody's listening. And I know there's somebody listening that's censoring this podcast. But I want to thank everybody uh, in this above and beyond our knowledge. And whoever you are out there that is working with DJT, including DJT himself. I want to thank all of you guys out there that are working on behalf of We the People because without you, we would have never stood a chance. And I know that there's going to be a lot of tears and, and happy tears that are shed once we are done with the disclosures. But um, there's no amount of words that could express our gratitude for the sacrifices you guys are making for us. So thank you. Thank you. God bless you all. Where we go one, we go all. <laughs>